Hi, everyone. It is Allison. I am coming to you from a sun-filled room that smells like roasted mushrooms, roasted snap peas, and roasted sweet peppers, because guess what? I just roasted them all. I also made a jalapeno dipping sauce for them. If I could, I would invite you all over, and we would sit in the backyard, catching up as we ate. Doesn't that sound like fun? So many ordinary little things like sitting with friends, eating roasted vegetables with jalapeno dipping sauce, sound so magical in this time of pandemic. thinking today about a listener in Texas who wrote in last week hoping for a poem that might bring him some comfort. He's going through a divorce after a marriage of 26 years, one he thought would last forever, and he's going through it in this time of pandemic where all the ordinary small rituals he enjoys, like going out for a drink with friends or playing poker with his poker group or going to church, not online, are all currently impossible. He is lonely, he says, and he is reviewing his past. That's how he put it. I am reviewing my past. Was it all a joke? He writes, am I a joke? My two daughters are not jokes. That much I know, but was everything else about my past somehow a mirage, and I just didn't see it at the time? I thought about this man When I went hiking this morning, I sent him vibes of solidarity and support. My instant reaction when I read his note is, no, of course your past was not a mirage. It was as real and your marriage was as real as the two daughters that came from it. But rather than just shooting back that reply, I wanted to sit for a bit with his bewilderment and his sadness and his looking back and questioning everything that he thought he understood so well as it was happening. Our Texas listeners' note made me remember a time in my life, a long time ago, when an older woman I loved, respected, and feared gave me a Red Wing pottery mixing bowl. At first, I didn't much care for this bowl. It was thick, uneven, hairline cracks here and there, very old. This was a long time ago when I didn't appreciate thickness and unevenness and hairline cracks here and there, which are the hallmarks of this kind of Red Wing pottery when it's well-used and well-aged. The way I do now when I specifically seek that kind of thing out. But I used a mixing bowl anyway because I didn't have many bowls, and I was both a maker of pancakes and a baker of cookies and cakes. After a few years, I got used to it, and it became my bowl of choice over time to the extent that I didn't enjoy baking nearly as much if the green bowl were were dirty or already in use. It had grown on me, and I realized that what I loved about it was exactly what I had originally disliked that uneven thickness, the heft, its muddled green glaze. 
The bowl was always used for salads in addition to baking, and the mandarin oranges and toasted sliced almonds of a particular salad, which was my salad of choice for six or seven years in the early aughts, which is how I think we're calling them now, were beautiful against its sloped green sides. When my own marriage ended and I had to move suddenly and then move again and then again, the green bowl was transported carefully, wrapped in newspapers, and carried by hand. My hand. One day, I looked at that green bowl and I thought, this will be a bowl that I pass on to one of my kids. Not because it had great monetary value, but because it had held so many batches of cookies, so many pancakes, so many salads. Thousands of times, a wooden spoon had beat against the sides of the green bowl with that soft, soothing wooden sound. The warmth of kitchens, one after another, both mine and many others probably, that I will never know, had always been with the green bowl. Fifteen years after the bowl was given to me, I mixed up a batch of chocolate chip cookies in it. When the cookies were all baked, I left the bowl on the countertop to return to it later and wash it. Minutes later, I heard a crash from the kitchen, and I went running. The dog of the house at the time, our dear beloved Petey, butter-crazed, cookie-crazed dog that he was, had somehow managed to paw it off the counter where it fell to the tile floor and shattered. Shards of green lay under the table, the refrigerator, the oven. I am not much of a crier, even at funerals and hospitals and in the face of heartbreak. But that green bowl, oh, that brought me to my knees. I doubt that my children, grown now, even remember it. Why I'm thinking about it now in conjunction with our listeners' sadness, I am not really sure. Maybe because in retrospect, it symbolized something to me about the past that is now changed, not lost exactly, but changed. This beautiful poem by David Ray feels right for our listener and also for that beautiful green bowl. The first time I read this poem by David Ray, I felt enchanted. I expected a poem about the future, and when it switched suddenly to the past, I just thought, oh, this is what I want. I want my whole life placed in pattern and, and resting in peace. Uh, not just hope for the future, but hope for the past. Here's the poem. Thanks, Robert Frost by David Ray. Do you have hope for the future? Someone asked Robert Frost towards the end. Yes, even for the past, he replied, that it will turn out to have been all right for what it was, something we can accept, mistakes made by the selves we had to be, not able to be, perhaps, what we wished or what, looking back, half the time it seems we could so easily have been, or ought. 
The future, yes, and even for the past, that it will become something we can bear. And I too, and my children, so I hope, will recall as not too heavy the tug of those albatrosses I sadly placed upon their tender necks. Hope for the past, yes, old Frost, your words provide that courage. It brings strange peace that itself passes into past. Easier to bear because you said it rather casually as snow went on falling in Vermont years ago. Well, my friends, that is it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. If you liked it, please spread the word by sending the link to someone else who might. Give us a good rating if you're so inclined. Original theme music for our show is by Dylan Parisi. Additional music by Kelly Krebs. Today's poem, Thanks, Robert Frost, written and copyrighted by David Ray, was read by Mark Gary with kind permission of the poet. You can find more of David Ray's work on his website, davidraypoet.com. Words by Winter is created and hosted by me, writer Allison McGee. Tell me what you're going through. I will go in search of a poem to help us through. The way the poems have been helping me ever since I was a little girl. Send me a voice memo via email to wordsbywinterpodcast at gmail.com or drop me a line at the same address, which again is wordsbywinterpodcast at gmail.com. For more info, go to alisonmcgee.com. Words by Winter. Conversations, reflections, and poems about the passages of life. Because it's rough out there, we all know it's rough out there. And we got to help each other through.